to St. Columbus on this beautiful autumnal morning, the 19th Sunday after Trinity, for our service of morning prayer and holy baptism. We welcome Rex Johnston together with his family on this wonderful day of good news for them and also for us as we welcome Rex into our parish family here in St. Columbus. I'm delighted that Rex's grandfather, our assistant priest, Canon Ken Smith, is going to be conducting the service of holy baptism. And it is quite right that Canon Smith should sit with his family and then come forward for the service of holy baptism. That will take place immediately after Karen McAlpine preaches the sermon, and we will then turn to the booklets with the service of holy baptism. So this is a good news day for the Johnson and the Smith family, and for all of us here as a church family in St. Columbus, and we assure them all of our prayers on this day. We observe a few moments silence before our service begins. Turn to the service of morning prayer on page 101 in your prayer books. The Lord be with you. Beloved in Christ, we come together to offer to Almighty God our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to confess our sins and to receive God's forgiveness to hear his holy word proclaimed, to bring before him our needs and the needs of the world, and to pray that in the power of his spirit we may serve him and know the greatness of his love. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins, 
For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips. O God, make speed to save us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Each week of the Israelites' journey from Egypt. Their camp is at Sinai, and Moses has taken to spending much time in private prayer, which his people regard as a waste of time. So disquiet turns to frustration, which turns to rebellion in the dramatic episode of the Golden Calf. But God will not let his people go their own way. The Old Testament reading is from Exodus. Chapter 32, beginning at verse 1. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Take off the gold rings that are on the ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from them, formed it in a mould, and cast an image of a calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They rose early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought sacrifices of well-being. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to revel. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once. Your people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt, have acted perversely. They've been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. 
The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone, so that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. And of you I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, It was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus' parable is a lesson for those who oppose him and for all who do not accept his invitation to join him in feasting in his kingdom. The New Testament reading is from Matthew chapter 22, beginning at verse 1. Once more Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, maltreated them and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone who you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad, so the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, Friend, how did you, not get, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be ever acceptable in your sight. Amen. Last Sunday morning, I was driving over the hills at Craigantlet on my way to Portaferry. And just as I came round one of the bends, there were two motorcycles and a car, all with their hazard warning lights activated. And just in front of them, on the road, were about eight large black and white cows who were enjoying a taste of freedom. Fortunately, after just a few moments, they were encouraged back to their field and safely secured. Today, our Old Testament reading from the book of Exodus refers to a cow, but this time a golden calf. So let's consider the context of our reading. Moses has been spending time up on Mount Sinai with God. The Israelite people who he had left behind were becoming impatient. He was absent, and they become impatient, and they approach Aaron. They appeal to Aaron to make for them gods who will go before them. They've given up on Moses and his God. So Aaron, in response, gathers together all the gold from their earrings and fashions them into a golden calf. He built an altar before this statue, and the next day, the people sacrificed and made offerings there. The golden calf became the focus of their worship, their idol. God saw what was happening, and he sent Moses back to the Israelite people saying that the people had been quick to disobey his commandments, and he was not pleased. Just a few chapters earlier in Scripture, we heard God's Ten Commandments given to the Israelite people. And as we know, the first two of these exhortations state, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods but me. You shall not make for yourself any idol. But already the Israelite people have disobeyed God and engaged in idol worship. Idolatry is a recurring theme throughout Old Testament scripture. And through into the New Testament, we also hear warnings against putting other things in a higher place than God. But are these concerns relevant to us as God's church in 2023? Are we tempted to worship idols rather than God? Now we may not be bowing down before a golden statue, but to paraphrase the Christian author Tim Keller, an idol might be defined as anything 
more important to us than God. Anything that absorbs our heart and imagination more than him. Contemporary societal influences might suggest that humanity's ideals around success, money, fame, social media, astrology, superstition, materialism, technology, politics, physical appearance, celebrities, any of those can become what gives our lives focus and value. Our sense of individual worth can become dependent upon external recognition and validation. We are guilty of idol worship when we augment another person, object or activity, no matter how intrinsically valuable it is, when we put that before God and move God down our list of priorities. So I wonder what we might each be placing before our personal relationship with God. Do we push aside time with him and spend this time on other preferred pursuits? If we're fully honest with ourselves, then the answer is almost certainly yes, at least some of the time. And whilst acknowledging this will very likely make us feel uncomfortable, it does mean we can then take steps to guard against it. So how might we, how can we learn to give God his rightful place in our priorities? How can we learn to put him first in our lives? We need to turn aside from those things that distract us from God and turn towards actions and activities that bring us closer to him. We can spend time reading our Bible, studying and meditating upon God's word. We can come before him in prayer. We can come to church Sunday by Sunday and midweek to share in corporate worship and to receive communion. We can develop relationships with other Christians who encourage, support, and teach us as we grow together in faith. Our Lord wants us to come to him and in prayer and fellowship with him to apply his word to our lives. Our God wants our whole life and heart. He wants us to increase in faith and develop our relationship with him. He wants us to put him first. And so, let's leave here today resolving to read again from Scripture and to bring ourselves before God, asking for him to augment our understanding and deepen our commitment to put him first above all other. For God declared, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Amen. We come now to the service of holy baptism, and our assistant priest, Canon Ken Smith, is going to come forward to conduct this part of our worship. Before we move into the uh, act, the sacrament of holy baptism, I want to express my own personal thanks and thanks of my family to you, Rector, for inviting me to um, uh, preside at this ceremony this morning. It means a great deal to us. Um, I probably over the years have baptized or prepared over 1,000 uh, babies and others. They're all very special, 
But this one this morning has special significance for us. And we will, as families, be remembering other members of the Johnson and Smith families in various parts of the world. My thoughts at this moment, I suppose, understandably, are with two other grandsons, Aidan and Isaac, and their parents, Peter and Liz, who are living in Vancouver. And so we move to the sacrament of holy baptism as the parents bring forward the child to be baptised. Catherine, and good morning. I don't know whether you're nervous or not. I'm a little bit nervous, but it's not a bad thing sometimes to be nervous because we focus very much on the matter of the moment. And so I'm going to turn now to the service itself. Um, you have the words there and possibly everybody else as well. Um, Our Lord Jesus Christ has told us that to enter the kingdom of heaven, we must be born again of water and the Spirit, and has given us baptism as the sign and seal of his new birth. Here we are washed by the Holy Spirit and made clean. Here we are clothed with Christ, dying to sin that we may live his risen life. As children of God, we have a new dignity, and God calls us to fullness of life. Holy baptism is administered to infants and the understanding that they will be brought up in the fellowship of Christ's church, that they'll be taught the Christian faith and that when they have publicly confessed this faith, they will be confirmed by the bishop and admitted to the Holy Communion. Before I put the questions to you, uh, baptism, maybe it brings back memories, not for you, Catherine, but for you, Aaron, I think, because Aaron was baptized here in St. Columbus and then confirmed those baptismal promises. So I hope for you it's very special as the parents' godparents. We welcome the one who has come to be baptized, and now I invite his sponsors, parents, godparents, to present him. We present Rex Charlie to be baptized. Parents and godparents, will you accept the responsibilities placed upon you in bringing Rex Charlie for baptism and answer on his behalf? By your own prayers and example, by your teaching and love, will you encourage him in the life and faith of the Christian community? With the help of God, we will. In baptism, this child begins his journey in faith. You speak for him today. Will you care for him and help him to take his place within the life and worship of Christ's church? With the help of God, we will. In baptism, God calls us from darkness into his marvelous light. To follow Christ means dying to sin and rising to new life with him. And therefore I ask, do you turn to Christ? I do. Do you renounce the devil and all his works? I do, by God's help. Will you obey and serve Christ? I will, by God's help. I turn now to those of you who are here as part of the worshipping community in this place, and I put a question to you. You have heard these, our brothers and sisters, respond to Christ. Will you support them in this calling? We will support them. Thank you.
Praise God who made heaven and earth. The peace Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water to sustain, refresh, and cleanse all life. Over water, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through water, you led the children of Israel from slavery in Egypt to freedom in the promised land. In water, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us from death of sin to newness of life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. And therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we baptize into this fellowship the one who has come in faith. Now, sanctify this water, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, he may be cleansed from sin and born again. Renewed in your image, may he walk by the light of faith and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honour and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Questions about belief. Do you believe and accept the Christian faith into which Rex Charlie is to be baptised? I do. Brothers and sisters amongst us, I ask you to profess together with the parents the faith of the Church. Do you believe and trust in God the Father? I believe. Do you believe and trust in God the Son? and trust in God the Holy Spirit. Now I'm about to baptize um, Rex uh, Charlie. Um, I know that uh, most of the children are in Sunday school anybody of any age in fact wants to get a better view because I know the rector always requests this well so long as I can get around the church in due course please do so um, Aaron I'm going to ask you if you would hold that up just there for me uh, and I will attempt to move from here now I have to take you whoops now, in there. Good boy. Rex, Charlie, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ claims you for his own. Receive the sign of the cross. Live as a disciple of Christ, fight the good fight, finish the race, keep the faith. Confess Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, look for his coming in glory. May Almighty God deliver you from the powers of darkness, restoring you the image of his glory, and lead you in the light and observance of Christ. Amen. And now, I'm going to go, I think, with the help of Catherine around the church as we welcome Rex uh, Charlie into the congregation. If you would say the words, God has called you into his church. Yes.
Ich sage, Gott, ich ist jung, denn ich. I was introducing him to Billy. We all know Billy. And Billy's over 100. So um, it's not wonderful that we have the two of them meeting together. Father, we thank you that Rex Charlie has now been born again of water and the Holy Spirit and has become your own child by adoption and a member of your church. Grant that he may grow in the faith in which he has been baptized. Grant he may himself confess it when he comes to be confirmed. Grant that he may bear witness to it by a life of service to others, and that all things belonging to the Spirit may live and grow in him. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, bless the home of this child. We pray for you, Aaron, for you, Catherine, for all members of the family, wherever they may be, and give such grace and wisdom to all who have the care of him, that by their word and good example, they may teach him to know and love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Before I return is it to the rector again, uh, renewed thanks. Great disappointment last night for some of us, <laughs> but possibly about the year 2000 and something, when he might be ready. I not remember it or know of it, but hopefully. Thank you, Rector. It is just joy that Canon Smith was able to baptise his grandson Rex, and we do want to convey from all of us in St. Columbus our love and our prayers and our congratulations on this very significant day for all of you in this your parish church and we are all immensely privileged to be part of your family celebrations today and we join together in saying the family prayer that jesus taught us our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven give us today our daily bread forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I invite us all to be seated as we have an anthem. When at night I go to sleep, Fourteen angels watch to keep to my head a guardian, to my feet a guiding, to her on my right and my Yeah. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, maker of all good things, you are Lord of all creation. In Christ, you have shown us your purpose and call us to be responsible in the world. We give thanks to you for the order of created things and the resources of the earth. We give thanks to you for your faithfulness to us, your patience and your love. May we turn to you and trust that you will bring all things to their true end. Lord, in your mercy, we turn to you as we pray for this community of Knock and the surrounding area. Bless those involved in education and caring professions. Guide and encourage those responsible for policing and safety. We pray for the employed in this local community. And we pray for those seeking employment and those who are anxious for the future. Father, we give you thanks for your care and for all times of work and leisure. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for the nations of the world, especially all who are affected by the war in Israel and Palestine, Ukraine and Russia. We ask that you will comfort those grieving the loss of family, home and safety. Comfort the injured in hospital and uphold medical staff as they strive to bring relief and healing amid war and turmoil. Strengthen emergency services and relief agencies. Bless those who seek for peace and reconciliation. In darkness and in light, in trouble and in joy, help us to trust in your love and grace that can transform all sufferings. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. And we pray for families and family life in all its forms, as we read in today's Gospel about the wedding and banquet. Loving Lord, bless those who are praying, preparing for marriage and all recently married couples. We pray for young families of this parish. We pray for those beginning their journey as parents, facing it with all its joys and anxieties. And today we pray for Rex as he is baptised into the Christian Church. Bless his parents, Catherine and Aaron, his godparents and his extended family. We give thanks to you for the children attending our Sunday school. Equip and enthuse their teachers. Bless all their homes and help us as a congregation and a church family support them in love and prayer. Lord, in your mercy. And in a quiet moment, let us lift up in prayer the worried, sick and bereaved. And let us bring our own thanksgivings and petitions to God our Father. We sum up our prayers in the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.
Lord, yours is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all things come from you, and of your own we give you. Let us pray. We pray that all of us may be instruments of God's peace. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there's hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, in pardoning that we are pardoned, and in dying that we are born to eternal life through our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen.
Thank you all so very much for being with us on this day of great joy for us here in St. Columbus. I do hope that you can wait behind to enjoy the refreshments on this rather sharp morning outside, kindly hosted this morning by the Mother's Union. I also want to thank all those who joined Dr. McKee and myself at St. Comkills in Ballyhackamore for their choir's 40th anniversary concert last Friday evening. We give thanks for our wonderful ecumenical relationships and friendships in this, our local community. Father Connor told me over 420 people gathered in some Comkills from all churches and none to give thanks for music in some Comkills. And it was just delightful to join together with our very good friends. And to those of you from St. Columbus who went, thank you all very much. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.